How about that? Nope. Fuck. I had it all set up, and I don't know what happened now. God damn it. Oh, well. Fuck it. Worth a try. I'll have to play with it more. Anyway, how's it going? Going okay. How about with you? Yeah, going good. That's good. Can't believe I forgot to post that episode on time. Yeah, you really dropped the ball, dude. <laughs> yet, yet again, your continuous I know. string of fuck-ups. I know. Just nothing's working out. Soundboards aren't going If we're going to get that Blue Chew uh, sponsorship, you need to get serious and buckle down. Get your soundboard sound effects working and uh, post shit on time. Well, you know, busy week. Forgot to do it before I went out of town. I finished editing super early, too. I, like, edited it. I was all proud of myself. Yeah. And I'm like, I I named the episode. I put in all the metadata. And I'm like, all right, I'm tired. I'm going to post this tomorrow. And then I just never fucking did it. Fuck. Life is too hard. Did you beat Resident Evil 8 yet? Not completely. I'm close. I'm going to be sending it back, I think, today. Or tonight. Oh, really? I should finish it tonight, probably. Oh, cool. How far are you then? Did you kill all four of their henchmen? Three. Three, okay. Three? Yeah. Yeah, you're pretty close then. So you still gotta you still gotta kill Heisenberg from Breaking Bad. Yeah. From uh Jupiter's Legacy. The star. Yeah. Malcolm right. in the middle. It's the best show. Power Rangers. Everyone knows that's him awesome as that, that's awesome from that Power Brian Rangers. Craxton also appears in this video game. Yeah, I love that. All right. Anyway, you want to get this train on the tracks? After all that, I wish we could, but uh, feudal troubleshooting tracks for me to hear. Wait, let me check something here. <laughs> you all right? I keep golfing. I don't know why. I think I drank my pop oddly, and I'm choking on it now. <laughs> I knew Diet Dew would be Give the death of you someday. <laughs> I died doing what I loved, so it was worth it in yeah, the end. That's true. Fuck. Okay. Welcome to Giraffes Have Black Tongues Comics. I'm Dave. And I'm Donnie. This week we are talking about Jeff Lemire with uh, Sweet Tooth, the comic and the show, and uh, Skull Digger and Skeleton Boy. It's the so, Jeff Lemire episode. Good. Fucking A. It is. Yeah. Can't believe it. It's finally here. We finally done it. Finally. Wait, was this something people have been clamoring for? <laughs> this is a goal. Yeah. This is a goal of ours. <laughs> okay. Speaking of trains. Uh, Sweet Tooth had trains in the show, but wait, was it was there trains in the comic? I don't think there were. No. All right, that's one improvement from the show to the comic. But let's start with the comic. It's going to be hard to talk about. Wait, one this, of them, right? This transition confused me. Wait, we're talking about the show first or the comic? Well, that's what I'm trying to decide. I mean, I feel like you can't really talk about one without the other. You just want to combine them. Let's talk about the show and the comic. At the well, same time, in, in that case, let's talk about this Skulldugger and Sweet Tooth or Skeleton Kid, whatever the fuck. Jesus right. Christ. 
All right, Skull Digger and Skeleton Boy. Let's start this with that. This is the best intro we have ever had in this show. Hands down. Yeah. That deserves uh, two air horns. Those two listeners both just uh, quit the episode already. Yeah. Sorry, Chris's. We figured it out. That was the Skeleton Boy of intros and not the Skull Digger of intros. Because Skull Digger is way better than Skeleton Boy, you see. Is he? I think so. He's like some What's shitty a- little orphan ginger bull cut kid. Yeah, fuck <laughs> Skeleton Boy. <laughs> but he has a thirst for blood, so he's kind of awesome until the very end. Yeah, the ending was kind of weird with that because so at the beginning of Skull Digger and Skeleton Boy, the, there's like some narration by the by the future version of the kid and uh, the kid who becomes Skeleton Boy. He's like, oh, and this is a story how I'll eventually kill Skull Digger. And then he just doesn't do that at all. They don't ever come back to that or even get close to uh, hinting toward that happening. Yeah, that it's just never like the happened. Kid there was no quits. betrayal or turn ever. No, nothing, nothing at all. I like that his origin story is just Batman, but like with shittier poor yeah. people. <laughs> yeah, he's poor Batman, which fucking sucks. Yeah, it's very Batman-esque, like getting your, your parents getting shot when you're walking home from the movies, probably. Because some guy wanted their leftover Italian dinner. Yeah, what the fuck? I mean, I'd hold up a I'd I'd hold up and murder someone for some like leftover lasagna. No doubt. True, yeah. It's good reheated. It's better the next day. Oh, it's fucking amazing the next day reheated. <laughs> I love it. I eat it for yeah. breakfast every time I have it. It's fucking oh, man. amazing. So. Parasons. This week's episode brought to you by Parasons. <laughs> Real Italian cuisine. That's right. Shout out Tony. Just like your mama used to make. Better. Almost as good as your ma's cooking. Better. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Not better. Infinitely better. You're going to you offend all the you, Italians. Wait, you like your mother's cooking better than Parasons when it comes to like Italian lasagna and shit? Uh, no, I'm not I've Italian, never- but... All Italians say that their ma has the best cooking. So you gotta the you gotta know sauce. who your audience is. They all have like those special sauces and shit with Yeah, love, they all have a secret sauce. That extra yeah. love ingredient. <laughs> it's just jizz. It's disgusting. Elbow Don't put grease, love in my jizz sauce. And love. Yeah. It's gross. Every Italian listener, fuck your mom's lasagna. It ain't shit compared to Parasons. Facts. Yeah, your mom can't cook for shit. And those oh those fucking breadsticks I have infinitely better than any oh. bread your mom has ever made. Yeah, your mom's bread, bread fucking sucks. Take that. Your moms so have been knocked you. down a peg. Stay away from Parasons. Your moms have all been knocked down a peg. Yeah. It's about fucking time. <laughs> Italians are not welcome in Parasons. We're well, tired of the comparisons. I, I think they're the owners of Parasons, technically speaking. I think the owners would be tired of hearing every Italian say, oh, my ma does this better. Anyway, back to Skull Digger. Yeah, seamless yeah. transitions. Right. Um, this th- I, I didn't know this when I picked it, but this takes place in the Black Hammer universe. That's pretty cool. I didn't realize that until a little bit later, because like very early on, uh, there, there's a, a TV playing some news broadcast in the background of the butcher shop where Skull Digger, that's his secret lair, and they reference... Uh, Something that happened with Black Hammer, and they mentioned him by name. I was like, oh shit, nice little Black Hammer mention. But then they bring him up another like seven times throughout this book. They they bring him up 
constantly. And Abraham Slam, they brought they brought up that guy a ton of times too. Yeah. He he My even favorite. used to run with the future mayor, mayor candidate. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's not gonna be because he's dead now, but almost yeah. mayor. Tex Reed. Yeah. So I, I like that. I like how they're really like shoving the references down your throat. The first time it happened, I'm like, ooh, Abraham Slim. And then it's, you know, just 17 more times after that in the same issue. <laughs> yep. I, I like the villain in this, Grimjaw, or Grim Jim. That rather. Grim Jim was fucking amazing. Best villain ever. I lo- like, all right, so I don't know if he was supposed to be like a, a out character because they made sure to like point out how the lady cop is for sure. But uh, this dude is just rocking like an awesome mesh tank top and like leather oh, yeah. pants as if he was just out raving at the nightclub all night. Like that dude is the best villain ever. Yeah, this How is the fun. only super villain that's also a heroin addict, too, because usually when you're on heroin, you're not you don't have time to like do super villainy. You just try to get more heroin, right? You do like street level shit. And this guy, he's like just he's like in a heroin den, just like strung out. Just and he's like the big bad guy of this series, which is awesome. I really love that. I, I love a heroin he's an inspirational story. He overcame he his addiction to like murder all the future mayor and all those other people. <laughs> it's awesome. It's inspiration for addicts. You could turn your yeah. life around and become you can be like a purple the most, half demon like, guy, feared murderer of all time. Make a deal yeah. with the devil to be invincible for life. And I'm gonna start I mean. doing heroin today. I've already started since we Good. since I finished reading. Yeah, since I finished that. Sentence, I'm riding the I white started. pony. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I like that guy a lot, though. It says he's half um, human, half immortal chaos demon, and also Skulldigger's father. Yeah, which is weird that Skulldigger has no like he does. So Grim Jim well, has a uh, has like a skeleton face, which is. Uh, Skulldigger doesn't look like that unless he puts on his helmet. So he, he needs like a tool. He has to do like that. a knockoff Skeletor action figure face, is what yeah. I noted here. Yeah, yeah, that, that makes sense. Because he's That's also purple. To totally different than Skeletor. Yeah, yeah. It, it's like the imitation, like knockoff version that you would buy at like a flea market or something. But it still looks cool as hell. Yeah, that guy was cool. Great but villain. He, he did make reference once when they were talking when he was talking to skull digger that you are my son my blood is in you so you're also immortal because of that so i guess he also has that like never dying healing power as well because he does reference once after uh skeleton boy has to patch him up that like yeah i heal super quick yeah well he does get shot in the chest with that special Skull digger, the magic bullet that went bullet, all the yeah. way through his chest and left like a giant blank hole. It was awesome. Yeah, and he just got up. So yeah, he's he's immortal for sure. It took him like twelve he minutes. But yeah, that. after that, he just dusts himself off. He's like, no, he's, yeah, he's not it. Wolverine. He's he just he's better yeah. than Wolverine infinitely. He heals yeah. faster than Wolverine. And plus, well, he's I don't not lame. That. He does. He got shot straight through the chest and got up about twelve minutes later to ride his cool. Un- unaware motorcycle and save everyone. He's I love better that than Wolverine. Cycle. Better. Wait, Plus how long would a- Wolverine lay there? He runs a butcher shop. Wolverine doesn't work at a butcher shop. He's not that cool. I guess he's not. I feel like Wolverine would only lay there for like uh, you know two or three minutes, probably. No, Wolverine has had like 
he's been like completely burned to like nothing but skeleton and it's taken him probably like 48 hours to like reel from that shit especially like later on like old man logan style like oh Oh, yeah well he's an old man you can't expect him to be able to keep up at that point i mean skull digger's not a young man like uh what was it it was 1962 or whatever those flashbacks it was like 74 1974 so he's there was was something in the 60s i thought no it was only 1996 though in the comics so he's only like um at least 30 what, 40 20 years old math they're 40 <laughs> fuck yeah i don't know so probably yeah maybe 30 or 40 probably 30s yeah like so he didn't try to create like an jeff didn't try to create a, a whole universe on this one everyone is related to everyone so he's grim jim's uh son and um he also used to like Tex Reed, who is the future mayor hopeful of this city, he used to be the superhero that used to hang out with Abe Slam and Black Hammer. Oh, shit. What was his awesome fucking suit? Crimson Fist back in the 60s. And uh, when he was battling heroin addict version of Grim Jim, he ended up rescuing his son or kidnapping, depending on whose story you want to believe. And uh, he became... Skulldigger became his sidekick named Alley Rat. I wrote down my notes before even realizing the backstory that Alley Rat has the greatest sidekick character costume of all time. That thing looks great. I love that thing. Just like a mouse? It's like a comically cartoonishly huge like mouse neck and head on like a little kid's body. It's fucking amazing. Yeah. It's hilarious. Way it's better like than DJ like Robin. Guy. Who's that DJ with the mouse head? Oh uh, yeah, uh, I fuck. Totally what forgot fuck? that thing existed. What what is Ma- that? What is that mouse thing? Rat? Dead mouse? mouse is it dead, dead mouse? mouse? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Fuck. Dead mouse. He looks like dead mouse. But I with forgot big claws that thing on his gloves. I like it. He should be a DJ. I really hope Ali Rap becomes a DJ. No, he became Skull Digger though. Fuck. Well, in his in his in between time after he left Tex Reed. Yeah, it's got to be a little transition time in there. But he's fighting himself. Yeah. Experimenting, you know, trying new shit. Yeah. So what's next here? Oh, yeah. And uh, another Batman reference is Skulldigger does like a Bane style backbreak to one of the henchmen at one point. That was pretty cool. Just like throws him down over his knee and breaks his spine. Yeah. I like Skulldigger. Uh, Nightfall's always cool. Yeah. Yeah. Skulldigger's awesome. I, I, so he's, his weapon of choice is like a bronzed version of the skull of the first man he ever killed in his life. And it's just attached to a giant chain that he just throws at people and smacks them in the head and just like fucking destroys them with. Yeah. How fucking great that. of a backstory is that? Like, that's awesome. That's so brutal. That is, he's the most yeah. metal character ever. He really is. He's awesome. I just love how he just murders the fuck out of people with, um, with that ball and chain or skull and chain. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah, it is. Cool. I oh man. All right. So that tears me. So, all right. When he first adopts the skeleton boy, he uh he the kid says something about like shit or asshole. I forget what word he says. I think he said shit. But he yeah. says he yells at him for swearing. He goes, We take out scum, we don't talk like them. I noted that that was a great title episode for an episode of ours because every episode of ours is 
littered with fucking nonsensical, <laughs> unnecessary, like constant of uh, offensive language or whatever. So you but, think the title should be so talks I thought like it, scum? <laughs> I thought it should be like no, that whole little quote we talk like scum, we take out scum, we don't talk like them. I thought it should be that, but then I, I kind of love Skull and Chain. Skull and Chain is pretty good. Yeah, they're both fucking great. But that yeah. is my new uh, slogan. I'm going to adopt that one for myself, though. So. Oh, I take okay. out Skull, I don't talk like I'm cunt. Yeah, that's awesome. I do set world records for saying cunt on podcasts. <laughs> Church. That's right. My new life slogan. But it's not talking like scum. It's totally different. Yeah, cunt isn't scum words. No. It's classy and elegant. It's a cla- yeah, it's a classy vulgarity. Yeah. It's not like shit. Gross. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, the Skeleton Boy thing is very similar to Batman and Robin. So, like, Skeleton Boy to uh, Bone Crusher is Robin to Batman. So, it, it, it's just another weird, like, kidnapping kids and then training them and, like, grooming them. It's like very weird. Well, it was weird when Batman did it. It's weird when Skull Digger does it. To be fair, Batman Batman never kidnapped kids. He just found homeless orphan kids and like took them in. He let them hang it's out kidnapping. with him. He never kidnapped them from the uh, mental asylum that they were assigned to after their parents got murdered by the courts. <laughs> That's a completely sure? different twist. I'm certain one of the bat or the Robins were taken from some sort of asylum, right? Arkham Asylum. Probably no, no, they none of the Robins were ever in Arkham. Um, he should really take one out of there. I want to see that. Arkham is where you send the criminally insane murderers, like the Joker. Yeah, the Batman comes in the window like Like, you didn't close your eyes when I tried to kill that guy. You're coming with me. You didn't. You didn't turn your head away. You watched me snuff the life out of that guy. You should be my sidekick. That's we should a, hang out. That's an insane together. reason to like have a side sidekick. It's like you watched me kill that guy. Come on, I'll train you. Skull Digger is fucked up. He just like got off on being watched when he was murdering people. I think. <laughs> I, I like to imagine that he used to eat dinner in the other room so he could jerk off at the fact that that kid didn't turn away when he snuffed out life from someone. <laughs> yeah, he did. That's probably why. But then the kid's like, "No, you don't have to leave. We can hang out. We're cool." It's cool. Don't worry. You can take the mask off. I'll leave it on. I eat with the mask on. <laughs> I wish I wish it had that capability that he could actually like open the mouth yeah. and chew with it and shit. <laughs> Just like with the skull teeth. Yeah, I would love that. Um and then Skeleton Boy, he 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 decides to call himself Skeleton Boy, but before he actually came out and said, Yeah, I'm Skeleton Boy, his other idea for a name was Bone Crusher, which is way better than Skeleton Boy, I think. Yeah, I have bone no crusher, idea how like he, that rapper. I have no idea he how the fuck it. he switched. Yeah, Bone Crusher Bone Crusher was like the me of rappers from Atlanta, basically. Just a giant <laughs> fat guy with like wild crazy hair yeah, and a giant awesome, awesome beard. Yeah. Use like that a, name, Skeleton Boy. Fuck you. Yeah. Bone Crusher. Yeah, dude. Infinitely cooler. I ain't never yeah, scared, bitch. I ain't never yeah. scared. Yeah, and that... He could have had a long career of uh, rapping. Yeah, why would you not want to go with Bone Crusher? Mm-hmm. Could have Bone Crusher and uh, Dead Mouse, and they could have a band. Oh, It'd be fuck. awesome. Yeah. Really fuck this up. 
I want to hear some Bone Crusher, uh, Skeleton or uh, Dead Mouse uh, remixes and shit oh, on that next mixtape. Awesome. I hope. Let's hope. One can only dream. Yeah. I had a note here when Grim Jim like leaves the asylum. Oh wait, wait. So before I get to that, the security guard at the asylum is this dude named Rocky Lopez, who they call the Conquistador, which mm-hmm. infinitely. If I was a, like, Hispanic Lucha Libre wrestler, I don't know why the fuck not every single one of them in the history of time has been using that name. They should all fucking try to use that as their wrestling names. That is the coolest fucking sounding name I've ever heard. The Conquistador. They His should have tournaments about who gets that He's name. Onyx. He's fucking Onyx from uh, Pokemon, or he's Rock Fuck Slide yeah. from the X-Men. Like, he's just a dude who's, like, made out of rock. He's Titan from uh, Invincible, if you want to be more closely assembled to something we've more recently read. I don't know why the fuck everyone isn't, like, killing people for that name right. That is the coolest fucking name ever. Yeah. That, that was a great name. But, uh... He, he tells that guy, he's like, yeah, I have unfinished business. I'm going to go escape now. And so he shows up, and this is when uh, Skeleton Kid first appears as Skeleton Kid in the comic. But it's like, they keep doing this awesome, like, art thing where when, like, high action starts happening, they'll, like, cut to just black and white pages yeah. for maybe, like, two or three panels. And, like, the Skeleton Kid's shoes in his first appearance... I'm not a sneakerhead by any means. I couldn't give a fuck about shoes as long as they like fit and are comfortable and look a little bit kind of cool. But he has the fucking coolest shoes I've ever seen. And uh, if if this were like a, a super successful major company like pushed line, like Marvel comes out with like special collector's edition versions of like shitty retarded Iron Man shoes all the fucking time because he's garbage and no one gives a fuck but retards buy them. So, like, if this was, like, a major thing where this was, like, an insanely successful, like, comic line, I could absolutely see them coming out with, like, crossover shoes based on Skeleton Boy shoes, and I would 1,000% want to get them. I probably wouldn't be able to afford them, but I would want them. They looked fucking awesome. They were cool shoes. My very last note here. The end of Volume 5, Reyes, she kind of kidnaps kind of like quote unquote air quotes rescues skeleton boy from uh, skull digger and she's got him like in the car and they're driving off into the desert to like get out of the city because even the cop that she her boss at the uh, police station is even like pissed off at her for doing this but uh they leave and it ends with like a grim jim like coming and like stealing the kid and then skull digger shows up a little bit later right after getting shot through the chest and he he quotes he says um he says something about how like she says oh no i lost him i'm sorry about that he goes no we both lost him and we're gonna work together to get him back yeah and that's the end of volume five Volume 6 opens immediately with the two of them bickering and arguing about how each other, like, fucked up and lost the kid. So I have no idea if, like, that was misused in order. Like, I don't know if you wrote that ahead of time and, like, it seems out of place to end Volume 5 when, like, the very next thing you open with is them, like, bickering about the thing that they just agreed they were going to, like, work together to save the kid. That was weird. 
yeah, I, I caught that too. They're just immediately like, no, fuck you. This is your fault. Instead of like, oh yeah, let's work together. This is both our fault. Yeah, here's the plan. Like yeah. that's that that should have been the next thing. Like this is the plan for us to save that kid. Yeah, that was weird. Um, I just had one more note too. I f- I found a, a typo in there, so uh, some grammar Hitler for you. Classic. Uh, in, in issue four, Skulldigger says, "You get you get too tired. You will start making mistakes." And uh, it, he spelled two T O instead of T O O. So no, you up. get too tired. It's like a location in your body. Get too tired. <laughs> it's like a state of being that you get to. Oh, that's okay. what he meant. I get too tired. Yeah, I got that. <laughs> I get too tired sometimes. I arrived at, at night. tired. Yeah, I arrived at tired. Yeah, I'm yeah. There now. Yeah, and then I and then I rest so I don't make mistakes. Right. Like when we first started this podcast and you couldn't play that air horn, you got to tired right then and there. But now you've since revived yourself and you're, you're so far you're doing okay. Yeah. I haven't gotten too tired yet. Yeah. You'll get there someday, buddy. Yeah, I hope. <laughs> All right. Uh, you want to hear some reviews then? Got I sure couple. do. I'm All curious. Right. I think it's going to be mixed bag of reviews. Yeah. Oh, shit. While you're looking for that drop that you can't play, I'll get to this. I I really like the artwork, even though it wasn't with his classic trading partner, Dave Stewart. Like, that would have made it infinitely better, but this was still... The black and white, especially, really popped for me. I like that. I did like that. And he saved money on, like, paying the color person, too, right? Uh, I mean, Dave Stewart is always worth it. Yeah. Color it white. Here's some money. Make it whiter. All right, here's that drop. Read some fucking reviews, you cuck! So I had two reviews. They're both five stars. The first one is, a boy's parents are murdered and he becomes a sidekick. Good color artwork. Dark horse freebie. A boy's parents are murdered and Skulldigger shows up to kill the junkie. Is Skulldigger really a hero? Oh yeah, these are just from issue one. There wasn't very many reviews to pick from. The answer is yes. Yeah, yes, he is. is. Uh, The next one is also five stars. Great comic. From the line work to the color, but more importantly, the storytelling, Skulldigger is an example of what comics do best, which is color and uh, what else did he say? Line work. Yeah, line work. Line work for days. They really do it good. All right, and that's it. So, um, speaking of uh, Jeff Lemire, right there you go there's your transition yeah sweet tooth wait, what I'm, would you, I'm just gonna play wait, this wait, wait. uh okay what would you rate that thing like out of 10 What'd oh skull digger yeah uh i'd give it like a i'd give it a solid eight i enjoyed it i yeah, was into I, it i would say like a seven and a half it was a sleeper hit for me i really liked it yeah i liked it a lot more than if i thought it, i would if it wasn't for that stupid asshole little redhead like ginger fuckwit kid at the very end, like he looks so like shitty and orphan orphan like at the very end when the lesbian couple adopts him, uh, yeah. Reyes and her girlfriend. Like if it wasn't for that ending for him, I would have loved it even more. But he looked so fucking dumb at that point. Yeah, he did, and he didn't even get to keep the awesome sneakers either. 
Like, here, put these shitty shoes on. Leave those cool yeah, sneakers. You, yeah, you're yeah, adopted do now. That? You don't get cool shit anymore from your superhero friends. I'm selling those sneakers. <laughs> I'm a collector. Buy them. Fuck it. Yeah, me too. All right. So, yeah, let's, let's move on to Sweet Tooth, though. I'm just going to go ahead and play the comic book show drop, too. Fuck these comic book shows. You can't really talk about one without the other. The comic was really short, the volume that we read. Uh, so I think we're going to have way more to talk about with the show. But what do you think about the comic? All right. So this one, I did a little bit of research on. Like this one is actually animated by Jeff Lemire himself. So he oh. has some artistic ability, but I don't like how he draws people at all. It is Mm-mm. terrible. Like so many of my notes, because there are times in this when um, this is jumping way ahead towards the very end of it. But uh, he makes a note about how one of the girls at that whorehouse looks like she's 15 is what Shepard says. She looks like she the way she was drawn. It looked like she was like mid 40s. Yeah, I could not believe that they were like implying that she was a teenager. Like I was shocked, like not a chance. Yeah, she's clearly 55. And like, I watched, I read the first volume. I read this like, it was a year or so ago, a year and a half ago, whenever we first read the Black Hammer thing from him. And uh, I remember it was okay then, but then when I watched the show, the first episode, I watched that first before rereading this. And like, the little kid in the show, he's like eight, nine, ten-ish. He's like a little fucking kid. But just throughout this entire book, I can't tell what fucking age range he's supposed to be in. Like this distinctly say he's nine, but he does not look like a kid whatsoever. Like he I was there were a couple of scenes where he looked like maybe he was like a 17 year old dude. And then there were yeah. other times where he looked like, I guess he was kind of like looking all naive and like gullible and like doughy eyed. And I guess maybe that implies that he's a kid, but like you could not decipher what the age range they were going for whatsoever, just based on the animation. So like, it's awesome that he's able to like draw this himself, but it doesn't help, especially when they're trying to like reiterate like the age range for any of these characters. It really just like leaves it up to your imagination to figure out. Oh yeah. I mean, just put able in quotes. He's able to draw these characters. <laughs> I uh, mean, he's infinitely better at drawing than I am. So I, that I count that as drawing. I should draw my own comic. It's just like stick figures. And it's like, yeah, this is stick figure world. <laughs> Why are these kids born as stick figures now? He's half stick figure. See, my artistic ability is so shitty, I can't even draw a good stick figure. Like, that's how I yeah. know I can't draw for dick. Yeah. Um, I, I know the, the art was pretty shitty. I wasn't a big fan of the way he drew it either. But at least it was, like, darker and grittier. It had a much grittier tone than the show did. The, the show is very, like, feel-good. Like, yeah, we're, we're happy. We're dancing. We're having a good time and learning things. But in the show, it's like, very bleak and everything is shitty and desolate and there's there's hookers and and, uh, pimps beating up hookers and then uh jepper just brutally murdering the pimp for for that because uh sweet tooth felt bad and yeah i love that i I love i really like jepper in the book yeah i love that he doesn't waste a fucking bullet on that man either he caves yeah. his fucking skull in with the butt end of a shotgun that's fucking yeah. brutal that's awesome badass 
And like when you first meet him, he's just like, ain't no God here. And it's like, like, whoa, who's this fucking guy? Cool. Yeah. Like this show clearly is aimed at families. Like, yeah, that's the big difference between what I get from the first volume of the story. Like it is not aimed at fucking families and children should not read it. Like there are curse words. There are fucking caving skulls. Like it is brutal as fuck. It's a great story. It's just terribly animated. But like the show is complete 180 from that. It is family oriented to the fucking detriment of it. I I agree with that completely. The the show was uh, like I hate feel good shows. I think they're shitty and boring. Like it, just going to the TV show when when uh, Sweet Tooth listens to music for the first time and, and starts dancing. I was I was just like I I was pissed. I hated oh God, that. Yeah. How the fuck are you making me watch this kid dance? Fuck you. I hate dancing and things. I really fucking hate it. Yeah, Dad from what's that fucking movie? Footloose. Yeah, I want to be Lithgow that guy from Footloose. You're that guy. <laughs> yeah, that's you me. You hate dancing in your small Christian town. I'm gonna become president and band dancing in the whole of the <laughs> U.S. No more dancing. And it's it's kind of weird about this this world in both of them because there's there's a virus. So the, I mean, the show kind of uses uh the covid thing to sort of communicate what's going on for sure like the mask thing it's like something we all like see now so i mean that makes sense well not no because this show like it's airing right now but they definitely shot it about two maybe even like three to four years earlier like i looked it up no i looked it up um they shot the first episode in 2019 but the rest of it was shot after the pandemic had started and so everything was going on. So after the first episode, they're just using it, you know, the, the what we know from the pandemic to kind of use to tell the story a little bit more efficiently. So you don't have to explain like, oh, they're wearing masks because of the virus thing. You know, you could just have them wear masks and we all know. So uh, it, whether or not they would have came up with the idea anyway, it's, I don't know. But um, I did. I looked that up because I was curious. Well, I, I mean... Yeah, that's that's a big part of both. Like, there's a sickness that yeah. occurred around the time that these uh, hybrid, they're like half animal, half kids, half animal, half humans. Except for like in the show, there's one exception with Bobby the Beaver kid, who's yeah, just a beaver that can talk. But that was I like Bobby the odd, Beaver. Fuck Bobby the Beaver. Himself. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, like so that's there's like a sickness that just happens where it causes your pinky finger to start twitching. (laughs) And that's the telltale sign that you've got the sickness and then you have to be burned alive. I mean, you obviously don't have to be, but that's the way everyone handles it so that it doesn't spread to them. Just like COVID. That's fucking badass, though. What a way to like fucking murder your neighbor. Yeah, they're just like, hey, sorry, man. Tough shit, Dennis. Yeah. Happy birthday, by the way. But fuck off. You're dead now. <laughs> fuck you. Yeah. And yeah, so at the same time this virus comes out, like those the hybrids are born like half human, half animals. So uh, my my theory is the uh the virus causes involuntary bestiality. So maybe like maybe it's like sleepwalking. You just get up in the night and you fuck an animal and then you have you birth the child or something. That's so, that's my theory on this whole thing. I like that in the book, the the pimp guy, Justin, I think his name was. I forget. I didn't write it down. 
Yeah. But uh, he's like, he's like, times are changing. People have different kinks now, and he wants to yeah. keep uh, Gus as like a sex toy for like people that might want to fuck a hybrid. That the, and a kid. that happens in this feel good like kids friendly story <laughs> on TV though. But like, no, no, they're like, no, in the TV show, we're gonna play VR games and shit. So like, check this out. Whoa. So I watched the entire season. What episode did you end on? Four, five. What was that episode? I don't remember them in order. Uh, episode five is the one where you see th- this is really the most magical, heartfelt, touching moment is when the very first time Gus fist bumps Jeopard and realizes how cool it is to get like that cool affirmation from like a cool black guy. Yeah. Be, be impressed with a cool black guy is the ultimate. Yeah. I know that feeling, Gus. We've all been there. <laughs> We've all wanted that. We've all yeah. ached for it. <laughs> we're all we all wish we were woke enough i know uh and then gus falls in some flowers and shit and they have to like wear a oh, parachute the and bridge. save him okay yeah yeah the bridge all right so so that was the ultimate feel good moment up until episode seven i think it is mm. um are you gonna watch the rest of the show do you care if i spoil and ruin i don't care if you spoil you? it okay yeah, go ahead so in the show, we learn that Gus is the like patient zero of this like hybrid. What the fuck? So like uh, Will Forte also. What did you think of his beard throughout this? Yeah, it's cool. He looks like a bearded Doctor Robotnik. Fuck you! It's beyond cool. It's <laughs> fucking great. His beard is Dr. awesome. Robotnik, his beard game dude. is so fucking strong, man. I don't give a shit how shitty of an actor and uh, like comedian he might be. I, I've never seen his comedy. I don't know if he's good or not. But dude, his beard game is so fucking strong. Great beard. Yeah, it was a good beard. But so like we get like a flashback episode of him and the lady that uh, Gus thinks is his mom, Birdie, and like there's an entire story about how she's a scientist at this lab, and uh, Will Forte is just the janitor there, and oh. they they hang out at a bar after work one day when she got was getting yelled at by like some coworkers and Will Forte just happened to like see that as he was like sweeping the floors. And so like they spend the entire night and they're there until closing time. Then he walks her home and they end up like having like uh, some coffee or, or it's hot chocolate and marshmallows and shit. And just keep talking and shit. And like we keep thinking like they're going to eventually fuck and that's how Ghost is born and shit. Cause like we've been told over and over again that that's his parents. That's his mom and dad. But then we find out like there's a, a giant like red amber alert type of thing. I don't know what it is, but someone breaks out at the lab where they both work. So Will Forte uses his janitor keys to get them both in there and they go and like she shows them what like this thing is that she's been working on for these past year, the past year. And it turns out that it's Gus. She has grown him and created him basically by fertilizing like a chicken egg with like a variant what? of some kind of like uh I don't know what the fuck it is, but they're basically just trying to like create cures for like all the world's illnesses. And somehow like they did it incorrectly and it created a, a hybrid child. And so she's like, yeah. Uh, a government a bunch of government agents with like all these semi-automatic weapons show up and they're gonna like burn the place to the ground and uh she convinces will forte she's like look if, if you don't take this kid he's gonna be murdered by these guys and experimented on and fucking tortured you have to take him and just run so he does eventually and that's when they like go off to that place in the i think it's like minnesota wilderness retreat where he finds like an old uh cabin and they live there and that's where he raises ghosts from but like, yeah, Birdie 
basically is a, a scientist and she created Gus and Gus is the name of whatever the program was that they were working on. It was like genetic something, something species. Jesus. Yeah. So like he, he finds out in episode seven that neither of them are his biological parents. He has a meltdown and like that, that stupid little girl who used to be a part of that bear kid gang. Oh, her name is bear. Yeah. Her name's bear on the show. She's like, I was adopted too. It's not that bad. And he's like, fuck you. It sucks. I'm so sad. <laughs> and he runs away. And then finally Jessup catches up to him and he's like, look, kid, it's, it's okay. I'm, I'm here for you. We're your new family, me and that stupid little girl. And so like, that's the most heart touching part of that episode. And then he immediately gets shot by a sniper. And then like the government comes in and they, uh, it's the uh, awesome general guy. Did you see him? You had to have seen him at least once, right? The dude with the awesome uh, beard? Yeah, of course I've seen him, yeah. Alright, so that guy comes in, and like, he had just gotten over, like, I, I, we didn't get any glimpse of this Amy woman in the comic yet, in the first volume. No. But, yeah, she runs the sanctuary, basically, the preserve, or whatever it's called, but it's some kind of sanctuary for hybrid kids. She runs that, and like, the government shows up there, because they found it, and they put the little, like, pink ribbons on the fence, indicating that this is where it is. There's hybrids here. And so, like, the hybrid kids all, like, run through this, like, backup emergency exit through the tunnel, and she stays there to, like, talk to them and, like, try to, like, buy them time. And, um, the, the tunnel ends in this church way outside of town and somehow the government is immediately there and just happened to know that that's where it would lead i don't understand how or why they know that but sure so there they capture all those kids and then like uh amy she rescues jessup after he got shot in the shoulder and she nurses him back to health he wakes up like he panics immediately and he's like oh where the fuck am i she's like get some rest right now Tomorrow we're getting our fucking kids back. And like she cocks her shotgun all badass like as she says this line. And so like it doesn't actually ever come to anything in this season because season one ends right before we get anything with like the two of them going to save everyone. But uh yeah, it, it's fucking awesome. Yeah. So like, so you're a fan of the show? Oh, I, I like the shit out of the show. Yeah, dude. Really? I don't give okay. A, like I'm not going into it expecting like the comic. Normally I do that, but since I haven't read the comic through and through like I, I do with like all the Marvel shit and I hate it and shit on all of that because of how different and awful it is compared to the comics. Like with this one, I, it's new to me, so I'm okay with it. I like it. It's entertaining as fuck. All right. I mean, I'm going to finish it. I don't, I don't think it's the worst show ever, but I'm just not into the um, family friendliness of it. You know, I wish I I want something like grittier. It's like, yeah, I want to yeah. know like what what other kinds of like what what's a good book that you, like a really gritty book that you could turn into a family friendly like uh like heartfelt adventure. I was, I'm trying to think of one. Old that Man was Logan. Really, Old That'll Man Logan. The next Disney Plus work, series. Once they introduce yeah. the X Men. He's so full of heart and hope. He's instead got of hope yeah. coming out every pore. Instead of murdering every Venom symbiote and every Hulk that is left in existence, he'll befriend them, and they'll work together through friendship and magic to save yeah. the old man Hawkeye and the old man, uh, I don't remember who the other ones are, Yeah, old man Bullseye or whatever the fuck. 
Oh, they could. They should make a uh, family-friendly version of Sex Criminals. They should do something like that. <laughs> Fuck, Just, that'd be awesome. Instead of every time you come, you go to the quiet. It's every time you uh, every fall time you in love, smile or something. Or every yeah. time, yeah, every time you hold hands <laughs> and you get like that special <laughs> knot in your belly when you're attracted to someone, you get that, and then you just go to the quiet. And yeah. instead of robbing banks, you uh, help orphaned puppies or some dumb shit <laughs> i would love that show i would want that but now i, I would want love that. that i know i'm gonna pitch just, this just idea to everything. netflix i'm gonna pitch this to netflix and get a, a billion dollars for it oh man that's good you gotta pitch it to uh image first yeah i mean obviously i'll need the writer's consent but if if they say yeah. no it's different enough i can i can sell it yeah that that's what i want just just take all these like gritty gross fucking comics and just turn them into you know, it's a nice little friendly romp that you can watch with your kids. That's the dream for all yeah. comics. I kind of like Gus in the comic was much more. He's kind of like the the deliverance kid. You know, he's he's he doesn't speak proper English. I had a lot of problems with his grammar. Obviously, Wait, what what kid is there in deliverance? The kid with the banjo. I don't think he talks, but he's like a backwoods, like you know whatever you want to call him. I haven't um, seen hillbilly. that movie in maybe 20 years. I don't remember a kid being in it. That's the one where they just rape all the, the dudes in the woods, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's all the dudes getting raped and then, um, they should do a family friendly reboot of oh, that. Dude, yeah. Good. I can't wait for the non gritty deliverance. <laughs> yeah. The fan, the heartfelt feel good. Disney deliverance. plus deliverance. Yeah. That's what yeah, I want. Please. <laughs> I want to see the, uh, the family friendly series based on a Serbian film. Instead of rape, they fall in love and they yeah. just like embrace and kiss like emotionally. You have to embrace and kiss this baby. <laughs> That'd be cool. Do that. I'd watch this. <laughs> um so so I don't know. I just I, I prefer the uh the deliverance child version of Gus to the uh, the hopeful, optimistic, um discovering something new at every turn version of Gus. I I really like how they cut down so, so much on the uh, religious undertones of yeah. Gus's upbringing throughout the uh, oh, show. Yeah. I, I, I was glad that happened. Every yeah. other quote from him is something about how you're going to like piss off God or, or how he's sinning against God. Right. Don't jerk off, Gus. God's watching. No, no, God's okay with that. It's just him and yeah. his dad living there alone for thirteen years or nine years, whatever the fuck. They're, yeah, they're both jerking off like crazy. There's a jerk off corner in that cabin. No, no, oh, there certainly is. Yeah, especially in the comic, that dad was like, he he seemed like a lot less like he wanted to be taking care of Gus in the comic. It seems like it just sort of fell upon him, and he didn't take it upon himself. Well, um yeah he's like it was never his, his bed, like, choice mumbling. like it fell yeah. upon him for sure in the show as well well but in the show he seems like he's he's uh he's embracing more on it. board with it yeah in the in the comic he's just kind of like muttering to himself in bed and shit and kind of seems a little more uh, it seems a lot more distant in the comic to gus than he does in the show um in the show they're like it's a great relationship he's like oh yeah i love my dad it's like let's play catch and shit yeah fuck yeah they're playing they do play catch that's confirmed and in the comic i doubt the he's ever thrown a ball back and forth as his dad ever so 
the very ending of episode eight, which is the season finale episode. Yeah. He makes reference. It might have been the previous episode. He makes reference to Joseph about how his favorite thing in the world is playing this little game like fetch, basically with the ball with his dad. And Joseph's like, yeah, yeah. When we get out of here, when we get to Colorado or uh, I don't know, because they're already there. I think it was called like throw the ball. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, he's like, I'll get you a new ball and we'll play that all the time. So your heart's content. Oh, they have a catch. (laughs) And then he gets captured and he's thrown into the kennels. Which I, I don't know if it's the same place as the sanctuary from the comics, but it's pretty close. And like yeah. one of the uh, that uh, fucking the uh, beaver kid, he like throws the ball towards Gus, and Gus uh, picks up the ball, and that's when all the other like animal kids, like the hybrids, they all reveal themselves to him. And instead of throwing the ball back, he's just taking it back by all the other kids, and they all have a big group hug after he introduces himself. Ah. Uh, okay. Oh, but you don't care His about spoilers. We also learned. The main girl, the girl who was raised by Amy, that little pig girl, she is the long lost sister of the the leader of that like wannabe animal kid tribe that's with Jessup and Gus now. That's her long lost sister that she's searching for. So, cliffhanger. Cool. Oh yeah, and uh, just about Jeopard the uh, uh, in the show. He he has like Coltrane's backstory where he used to be like a football player and then he became an army guy to do whatever the fuck. Um, so I like that. I like that he was like, he was Coltrane. In the show, we even get one of his former teammates who randomly happens to be a mechanic oh. on this train <laughs> and fuck? he helps him escape from the, uh, the last men. So yeah. Cool. And they also make a lot of jokes about like, concussion syndrome and shit which is weird oh, but that's fun. cool that's about yeah. as gritty as you're gonna get on this family friendly series yeah there were a lot of trains in the show a lot of train talk so that was pretty cool i like that like i i was pretty devastated when gus missed that train it's like i would be pretty upset if i missed a train oh fuck yeah that was yeah. that was like the tear-jerking moment of the series for me when yeah. he missed the first train that really got me because they're trying to score more opioids for uh <laughs> Jessup. Yeah, right. Come on, Jessup. Like you just, have to prioritize. Let the train be your opioid. You have to prioritize. Yeah. So the train is your opioid now, my friend. Yeah. You just get into trains like the rest of us. That'll get you high enough, dude. Yeah, it will. Woo woo. Uh, so in the comic, after Jessup gets beat up by the, uh, the the dudes in the animal masks at the very beginning after he first rescues Gus, I think it's book three, maybe, or the end of book two. So there's a, a dead family's house just up the street from the barn that he's uh, Gus is like um, letting Jessup rest in. And he goes in there and he goes into this dead kid's bedroom and he's got this awesome Batman poster so we can tie it into DC. Good job there, Jeff. Oh, and cool. then also... He has a book called Dandy, which is clearly just the book of Bambi. But yeah. earlier on in the series, Jessup referred to Gus as Bambi by the name Bambi. So oh, that's right. I'm super confused on why the fuck they bring in one but not the other and try to like make them two separate things. That was fucking weird as hell. Yeah, I caught that too. I thought that was a weird thing that they had. A, and like, I guess Dandy's another deer character book is that like a less real, popular is that a real separate I don't story think. of its own because like I clearly bambi it. exists in this world so why change it 
this isn't on Disney Plus. I'm sure, you know, so if it was Disney Plus, they would probably be able to just use Bambi, but maybe they can't. But you shouldn't make the reference in the first place if you are just going to reference it, but with a different name. That's weird. That's very weird. So both exist, I guess, in this universe. Yeah, that was so confusingly weird. Yeah. The last note I had was, uh, I thought it was really funny when that fat bitch got kicked by a horse. That was pretty good. That's awesome. <laughs> I didn't expect that at all. They're just like, I'm going to tell on that girl's sick. I'm going to tell on you. And then like the horse just like fucking kicks her with the back legs and kills her. That's awesome. Just by accident. It's like, man, that horse just knows what's up. Yeah, that was so fucking great. And then I do like, uh, when the two of them. So, like, it seemed like they were going there, like, voluntarily, like, hey, if you don't kill us, we'll, like, come and I'll work for you on this cure. I'm a scientist. I, I figured out, like, 90% of it. I just need a little bit more time and, uh, like, uh, patience to work on. So, they're like, yeah, okay, we'll, we'll bring you along. You can cure this for us all. And so, it seemed like they were, like, in cahoots together. But then, like, they still, like, put bags over their faces and they have them both zip-tied as if they're prisoners. But... At that point, the one guy, he, he whispers over to uh, the doctor, he's like, hey, don't worry about your horse. I let him go. He's free now. So I guess that was nice of him. Yeah, I would have taken the horse good. with us as a, a resource, you know? You can't have enough horses in this world. And, oh, and that brings me to my other note about the book. So they have, like, five or six school buses, like, stacked together with a little tiny, like, opening between them. And it's where people go in case, because it's right outside of where the zone is for the, uh, uh, I keep calling it the sanctuary, which is the wrong name. What's preserve? Is it the preserve? Preserve, yeah. So it's where the preserve is located. So it's like a couple miles out of there, that area. And that's where they just pick off people who are trying to like take hybrids to the preserve to get their rewards. So like they're all set up there with all their guns and Jessup just rides his horse through there. And, like, not a single fucking bullet touches a fucking thing until, like, the very goddamn tail end of it, one of them kneecaps the horse. But how fucking terrible are all these guys that you have on your army who can't hit the broadside of a fucking barn? It's, like, 1980s-style, like, action TV shows or movies-style, like, shooting where everyone just rains bullets down, but none of them hit the fucking target whatsoever. It's, like, classic A-team-style, like, shittily, comedically bad, like, aiming. Like, it's so fucking bad how not a single person hits dick. Jessup and Gus both get through their scotch-free, not a scratch on them from gunshots. Like, it was fucking terrible. Yeah, pretty stupid. Like, Gus blacks out during that point, and all you can hear in the background is just Jessup, somehow he he gets up after getting bucked from this now-dead horse and just murders every single one in that convoy somehow? That's badass. That guy's a, a monster. Yeah, that is cool. None of this awesome Jessup brutality happens in the show, though, which is sad. No, there there was the one scene where um they're at that uh ski lodge or whatever with that family where um the army shows up and they're like, Hey, you got hybrids in there, and then Jeopard just takes like a um bear trap uh on the end of a chain and starts beating the shit out of people with it. And that kind of reminded me of Skull Digger, just like having a thing on a chain and beating the fuck out of people. 
And then he like snapped that head and hit the, the one army guy's head in a bear trap. They don't show it, of course, because this is a family show. But um, I mean, he did. So, he, there was they were hinting at it, but they're not going to show you or or get too cool with it, I guess. Yeah, there was violence, but I, I was kind of like talking like more like in the comic. Volume one ends with like Jessup trading Gus in to the Brazil yeah. for a big cash reward. So like you kind of get the undertone that like maybe he's not hundred percent on board with Gus, but by like episode seven, they're like best fucking friends. And they're like he's like I'll talking literally about how die they're gonna play you, catch Gus. together and shit when yeah, everything like catch. ends. Yeah. So like you don't get any of like I was thinking because I knew that that happened. So I was thinking like maybe that was gonna be the ending point, the big turn at the end of season one as the giant cliffhanger for, for season two. But nothing like that happens in the show. Like there's no implied like turning like he's Aww. just his best friend the entire time. He even gets shot for him, and he's going to go rescue him. Is how season one ends. Damn it! Where's the cynicism? That's what I need in my comics. Book yeah. Shows. All right. I, I think I I don't have anything else. Do you have anything else? Uh, not really. I, I noted the five rules that he recites to Jessup on the horse before that convoy. Don't jerk off. Number five: No fires during yeah. the day because someone could see the smoke and find you. But I mean, at night, it's during night, you can see the fire itself, can't you? Like, yes, I'm confused on how during the day is worse than during the night. Yeah, I don't know. That was a weird rule. I thought I was thinking about that, too. Number four is if you ever see anyone other than dad run and keep running. Number three is say a prayers. All right. Number three, again, with the heavy like. God undertones yeah. and shit. Say a prayer so God doesn't decide to make you sick and take you to heaven too. Number two is always pray for your mom because she's up in heaven and you want her to know you care. And number one, never leave the woods. Yeah. Good rules. I mean, two out of three are okay, I guess. The prayers. Yeah. The prayers are good ones. Yeah, say your prayers. do. We gotta do that. Decent to the God. I like the show. I, I, I'd i say the show uh, is like a solid six and a half out of ten. I'd say the comic has potential to be good. It, I can't say it's an eight right now, but it could be an eight, potentially. Yeah, I, I, need, to, I, I need to see more of the comic, but um, the show, I, I, think, I think six is fair. Speaking of reviews and numbers, let's hear some reviews. You read some fucking reviews, you cuck! There are some pretty good reviews and for uh, Sweet Tooth Volume 1. I'm excited about this. All right. Um, and I, I think I have like four or five of them. Uh, the first one is one star. Don't waste time or money on this. And I'm just going to read it with all of the uh, autocorrect mistakes on it. Don't waste time or money on this. It's simple and uninteresting. The art is juvenile Add well as the story. I wasn't my money back. That was pretty good. Wait a minute. What was that last one? I wasn't my money back. Yeah, that's what I thought you said. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) He left all the uh, autocorrect mistakes in there. Is why it sounds like that. I applaud him. Yeah. And then, okay, I, I had three of them, actually. Okay. Uh, So here's the next one. This one is two stars, not for kids. 
I bought this for my 12-year-old son based on the reviews here. I wish someone had pointed out it's not really appropriate for kids. I'm unfamiliar with the whole genre of graphic novels, which may well be the problem, but I didn't expect the language to be quite so loaded with... um, Okay, so these are all asterisks, so I'll just read the uh, first letter with asterisks. So, uh, fastrixes, sastrixes, uh, asterixes, gastrixes, etc. Um, so then this is why I brought this one is because the, so, okay, we have F, which is fuck S shit, a asshole, uh, G, what is that? G asterixes, um, God. I don't, I don't know. There's too many asterisks. How many? Like, is it three? Uh, hold on. Let me, I got to zoom in. And God damn. Hold on. That's the only thing oh, God damn. Okay. It must be God damn. I was about to think like gay, but that's not any longer. Goober. Goober. Yeah. Gosh, golly. All right. God damn. God that's that's got to be it. I, th- I think you got it. God, God dang it. Okay. I'm not so prude, but it's more than I want my son to be reading at his age. The fine print on the label with the barcode on the book's cover says suggested for mature readers. I wish I'd seen that before buying. The two-star rating is only as a kid's book. If the language and general harshness don't trouble you, it's an engaging story. So I like like that at the end. He's like, yeah, but I like the story. It's not supposed to be a kid's book. You should have (laughs) zoomed in and read that label. That's on you. Yeah, you fucked up. All right, and one more. This one's three stars. I hated this book. I wish there was some way I could register a neutral review, which contradicts your title, but I will have to make do with three stars. I hated this book, but my reaction was purely a matter of personal taste and not a comment on the ability of the creator. So that's that's a lot to unpack right there. That's a... The, the, he is flip flopping back so, and forth. Just so I got that is an unbelievably sentence. like kind review <laughs> for something you hated so much. Three stars is a solid. That's that's a an above passing. Like that's solid shit. He's he's basically saying like yeah, Jeff Lemire can make stuff, but I hated it. Um, if you like crap sack worlds filled with ugly, brutal characters contrasted by a naive victim as the main character you will probably love this book i have to say that there is great potential for growth in the main character but as depicted in the first volume he makes me want to curb stomp him (laughs) (laughs) i didn't expect that turn holy shit (laughs) yeah that (laughs) that review is awesome i love that review that was like exciting just to read he's really like all over the place I hate it, but it's not too bad. It's pretty neutral, but I hate fuck it. That. It has a lot of potential. It's kind of right down the middle for me, even though I claim I hated it. Also, I want to brutally hate crime the fuck out of that main character. <laughs> I want to curb stomp him. Oh my God. This makes you want to curb stomp children in this book. <laughs> oh yeah, he's a nine-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> so I love that review. That was pretty good. Oh fuck! Oh, that was man. probably one of my favorites ever. That guy that is the really greatest funny. reviewer in Amazon history, hands down. <laughs> I should just follow that guy. Just to follow <laughs> a, his mania. It's a nine-year-old child. He wants to hate crime, murder. Holy fuck! <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I love. I love whoever this guy is. I love him. I mean, Gus in the show does make me want to curb stomp him. I mean, 
I get it. But he's not reviewing the show. He's I know, he's reviewing the book, but now I'm reviewing the show. It makes me want to curb stomp that kid. (laughs) That's fucking funny. All right, well, that's all for our Jeff Lemire episode. It's been it's been real exciting. We finally done it, and I'm uh I'm happy with it. It's about fucking time. I know. So what do you want to read for next week? Assassin's Creed Locust Volume One. Oh, cool. That's right. Sounds good. Um, I'm picking something is killing the children, volume one. So Ooh. hopefully it's about, you know, speaking of curb stomping children. Yeah, it's just there you it's go. just this guy angrily curb stomping children throughout the neighborhood. It's this guy's boot. It's the tragic true story. <laughs> yeah. Wow, this guy lost his shit one day and it's finally Amazon reviewer. He broke. Yeah, right. So that's exciting. It's so join us next week we've for all that. wanted. That's right. So I know Loki premiered this past week. I don't want to watch it until the final episode. Oh, fuck. Did it come out already? Yeah, it came out last Wednesday. Oh, we should just watch the first one, though, shouldn't we? I just want to watch the final one. I don't have any interest in Loki. Let's just watch the end, so it's finally done. Now I have to pretend to care about what else happens. So what are we going to watch for next week? You tell me. Loki, episode one. (laughs) Batman Beyond. I mean, there's a shitload of, like, Cartoons we still haven't watched. All right, but then Batman um, Beyond. So at some Pick point in time, there's a CW show called Naomi coming. I don't okay. know when it premieres, but we should watch that whenever it does. All right. Um. Whenever that Powerpuff Girls like live action, I show can't comes, wait for that one. That. I don't think that happens until the fall, though. Yeah, I was I was hearing something about how they're um they're reshooting threatening the to leak pilot. each other's well I, I heard they're like threatening to leak each other's nudes. They're like bubbles, wake up from posting your nudes on the internet. What? Which in the hilarious. show? <laughs> no. I heard that I, I read that or heard that somewhere and I can't remember where now, but I don't know if that's a true thing. But no, they're trying to do like a gritty, grittier like reboot thing. I don't So they're doing like the opposite that. of Sweet Tooth. I don't want anything like that. No. Do <laughs> you don't want to see uh, bubbles getting railed? No, she's fucking two or some shit. I don't want to see I don't, anything I, like well, that. I think they're older. I don't think they're children in the show. Have you seen any they're, production they're like photos? They're like cunty teenagers, yeah. Yeah, teenagers. There you go. They're like that shitty last ditch cartoon series where it was like the Japan only release, like Powerpuff Z or whatever the fuck that thing was. Yeah. Oh, I, don't, um, I don't want any implied like that they take nudes and like send them to their like fuck toy boyfriends. I don't want anything like you're that. You're gonna get that though. Don't, it's gonna don't be great. do this to my Powerpuff Girls. No. <laughs> Can't it's, wait. It makes my heart hurt. <laughs> Especially not bubbles. Aki would be rolling in his grave right now. <laughs> All right. Anyway, let, let's just go with Batman Beyond then for next for next week. If you really don't want to do Loki, um, just you want to do number. Loki episode one, and then we'll watch the finale whenever that happens. We could do that. Fine. All right. Loki I mean, episode, episode one then. You want to do episode one, or you want to do episode two? That's the new one this week. <sighs> Whatever, however many you want. Oh, I don't want to do any, but I'm just saying. Just, would you rather watch, watch the first one or the one that comes out this week? So it's new. And current um 
I'll watch both of them probably because I'm sure I'll eventually get through it. So just whatever the current one is, just watch the latest episode. I'll watch whatever you throw up on Dropbox for me. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> All right. So join us next week for that and um, follow me on the internet at Donnie Ohm. I'm at DC the God. Follow us at Giraffes HPT Pod on Facebook and Twitter, patreon.com slash giraffes have black tongues, and soundcloud.com slash DJ Von Meer for the music. See you next week. Bye. gritty reboots of all the uh cartoons no they should do kid friendly disney plus approved reboots of everything gritty like let's get batman the killing joke but like a, a family-friendly version where instead of like the implied like rape scenes we just get like <laughs> bat the joker and like batgirl like, going on a picnic or lunch or some shit yeah that'd be cool yeah. i'll watch that <laughs> tone it all down water it down oh i don't I don't like the idea that the part of the rules have nudes that could be leaked. Can't wait.